Hey, somebody who used to spend a lot of time with us on Patriot Monday and Patriot Friday, Ian Rappaport, now gone on to bigger and better things. He's weighing his money. He's not counting it. He's with the NFL Network. Ian, good morning. Do you miss us? Uh, only a little, like a like one. I'd say one percent, which is no, like, which is better than nothing, right? So you like you, you miss us like you would actually... miss a a migraine when it goes away, right? Something like that. Oh, you guys replaced me with Bedard. That must have been nice for a while. <laughs> what do you mean for a while? <laughs> <laughs> then he oh, jumped. Until you realize, you know, until you sort of had buyer's remorse, you know. Well, you guys just keep going. Na- you see, we're the key. We're the springboard. Yeah, you come on with us, you go national. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, there you go. And you did get paid like once every six months by this place, didn't you? Uh, I did, actually. I really enjoyed that. After, yeah. after I was able to buy my son some new booties and some food, all sorts of good stuff. Excellent. Hey, hey Ian, I need a um, logical explanation as to why Bill Belichick is spending the time and the effort to bring Johnny Football into Foxborough today. We've heard all kind of theories. He's doing Billy O'Brien a favor. He's posturing for the 29th pick in the draft in case Manziel is there. And also, and this one makes no sense to me whatsoever, he is going to interview him and glean some information that might help Bill Belichick prepare for Johnny Football when he is quarterbacking some other team down the road. Help me out, Ian, please. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard all those. Uh, I, I enjoy the one where he's getting a scouting report for three years down the road. Now, there is, like, a a smidgen of truth to that one because they do keep files on really every player. But you get 30 pre-draft visits uh, at the facility. I highly doubt the Patriots would use one on the off chance they face Johnny Menzel in, you know. Minnesota, right. Right, exactly. Um, And by the way, it's not just Johnny Football they're bringing in. Teddy Bridgewater is also in Foxborough for a visit. Mm -hmm. And they also took a close look at Blake Bortles from UCF uh, down in Orlando. So it's it's not just Johnny Football. It's it's really all the top quarterbacks, and um, it's honestly it kind of threw me for a loop too. Um, the Patriots have you know they've been known to move up up and around each draft. Uh, Tom Brady is I hate to say it, 37 years old. So I don't know if any of these guys are going to be his replacement. I think it's probably er- too early to think about anything like that. Um, but I know the Patriots have to be thinking about it in some form or fashion. So. Why not do your research and hey, if one so one of these quarterbacks is going to fall, probably at least to the Browns at what are they twenty six. So maybe the Patriots say let's do our research in case we want to leapfrog the Browns and get our backup quarterback. Whoa, in the whoa. Next you years. think you think Manziel and or Bridgewater falls to twenty six? I think I think one of them. I think one of them will probably because think about it, after I think the Vikings are going to probably draft a quarterback from what it seems like. I don't think Matt Castle is, you know, going to be their starter. And so they're at eight. So after that, you start looking through the draft and you say, well, who is actually going to draft a quarterback? The Titans may, but I don't think so. What about the you Browns know? at four and the, and the Oilers? Uh, the Oilers, the Texans at one. And the Vikings at eight. Uh, I'm, I don't think all of those will draft a quarterback. I, in fact, I'd say as far as the Browns go, I think they may draft best available and get a quarterback later and say we're going to, you know, we're going to roll with – Brian Hoyer for a year. Um, and then, you know, then you think about it, after the Titans, look at the list. You know, I don't think any of those teams is drafting a quarterback until maybe the Browns' second pick, and then all the Patriots need to do would be to leapfrog them. You get your backup quarterback for a year, two years, trade Ryan Mallett for another pick, and kind of go on. Well, let's, play, let's just play this game. Let's say, that, let's say it's uh, Manziel. Belichick thinks okay. Manziel is going to the Hall of Fame. He's enamored with him. He's in love with him. 
Uh, and hey, he has an Aaron Rodgers-like fall. He goes all the way through, even gets past 26. If he's there at 29 and Belichick thinks he is going to be a great, not good, great NFL quarterback, do you think right now with Brady, you know, I understand he's older, but still has a, you know, three or four years left, you'd think, would he take Manziel? I would say if, let's say, let's think like Bill Belichick for a second, which is the only way any of this makes sense, right? So let's think like Bill Belichick and say Johnny Manziel is now the 10th rated player on the board. We'll just pick a number. And he falls to 29. Then the value is so great that he's going to say, well, potentially, we'll take a quarterback because the value is that good. We're getting a guy who's a 10th ranked player at number 29. And then we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he sits for two years for Brady. But look, I hate to say this, and it's just, there's no way to say it without sounding crazy, but everyone on the Patriots, everyone in the NFL, at some point, you have to say goodbye to. And it's just, it's weird and it's awkward, and every great goes through this, but at some point, they will say Tom Brady is not our quarterback anymore. You've got to be prepared, especially at that position, even if it creates awkwardness for a year or two. We're talking with Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. Um, Ian, wouldn't Derek Carr out of Fresno State seem to make more sense for the Patriots in terms of availability and perhaps a guy that can sit behind Brady for a couple of years until he's ready to hang it up and then go in and play? I mean, if you watch John Gruden's assessment of him, for whatever that's worth, he said, I can make a case for this guy, Derek Carr from Fresno State, going number one in the draft. Uh, Yeah, I would say that that makes more sense. To me, now he's also probably a guy, let's say the Texans don't take a quarterback, mm-hmm. he'd be a guy I think they'd probably look at in the top of the second round. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, unless someone, the Patriots, takes him first. Um, so here's the thing. So, uh, first of all, yes, I think he would be better. I think Teddy Bridgewater would be another guy who could sit for a year or two uh, and would be a lot more tenable situation. But Bill Belichick has, has had Tom Brady since forever, right? Yes. So that's been his quarterback. But what if, and Brady is, I mean, look, obviously we know how good he is, right? But what if his, in his mind he goes, you know, I think I'd be, it'd be more advantageous to have a quarterback who can really move, who can flee the pocket, who doesn't need to be protected mm. like we protect him. He's always had Brady, so we've never actually seen what if Bill Belichick had a chance at another quarterback, what would he look like? I actually don't know the answer, and maybe we never will, but... I think right now it's definitely worth investigating, saying what else is out there, what are the other options. Well, quick one, uh, Ian. The rookie deal now, is it a four-year deal in the first round? It's a four-year with a fifth-year option. The fifth year option. So uh, the guy they get uh, is going to be sitting for probably three years, uh, whoever it is. If they get him in the first round, he's going to sit for three years, like Mallon Assuming has done. Brady plays till 40. Right. Right, and, we, and we're assuming that, three more years, and he thinks he's playing, you know, ten more years, but I'd give him right. three more years. So you're talking, if you use the first rounder, you're talking about a guy who may not see the field for three years. Uh, yeah, which sounds crazy, right? Right. And Aaron Rodgers did it, and it worked out pretty well in a very similar situation. Ian, very quickly, because we're up against the clock here, have you ever seen a highly touted guy like Johnny Menzel show up as number one in some mock drafts, and not even make the first round in others. There is this disparity no. of opinion about this guy like I've never seen before. No, it's really weird, and I don't know what to make of it. And I can tell you from the – it's not just the analysts, from the scouts and personnel directors and scouting directors that I talk to. Some say he's the best player in the draft. 
I've also heard second round. I have no idea, and I'm not sure anyone else does either. Hey, do you think Minnesota's Mike Zimmer was blowing smoke when he said, I'm not sure about this guy? There are a lot of red flags with Manziel. Is he going to be the first one in the facility, the last one to leave, or is he going to be doing commercials and splitting his time and his energies away from learning to play quarterback in the NFL? Is that a smoke screen, or do you think he really thinks that? I don't think Mike Zimmer knows what a smoke screen is, cares. I think he just you ask him a question, and for better or worse, he says what he thinks. Now, can he get over that? Can he still draft a guy that's talent is so men? Absolutely. But I think that is, at this point, definitely what Mike Zimmer thinks. He's our friend Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. Ian, thanks for the information. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, guys. Take care. Ian Rappaport on the AT&T Hotline. We'll say goodbye to our good friends at Nesson. Invite you to join us on the FM side, 93.7. Our number four, Dennison Callahan, Sean Thornton. We'll talk some brewing hockey with Sean next.